It's time. It's time. Passcode accepted. Downloading the Down South IT Podcast. Hello, everybody. Glad to have you with me. This is Clark, and this is the Down South IT Podcast. Glad to have you here. Today is going to be a good one because we all have kids that are going back to school. We have phones that inevitably end up in the toilet for some unknown reason, whether or not alcohol was involved. I'm not going to go there, but needless to say, they end up on concrete, scratched up, messed up, in the toilet, what have you. So today, I'm going to go over my top picks for budget phones, which is phones that you can get that can be a daily driver or an outright replacement for 450 bucks or less. So I know 450 bucks is not exactly budget, but if you're looking for a completely replacement phone for yours, if you happen to have one and you have a higher end phone like a Samsung Galaxy, something you know, S20, something along that line, that's a thousand dollars. So this is a third of the price. So you can technically get one of these phones for, you know, one paycheck or less. And or if you happen to have your kids that are going back to school and are of that age, whether or not they deserve it or not is a different story. But you could get to this point where they need a phone so you can keep track of them. This could be something, you know, low cost, but usable. And you can use that as an option. So, but before we get into that, I do want to get into, if you listen to the podcast and you like where you listen it on, whatever platform it happens to be, whether it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, which is now taken over for Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, like and follow the page right there if you don't mind. If you have one that you don't normally use, but you would like to find out where the podcast is. Hit up the website, downsouthitpodcast.com forward slash listen. Everything will be right there for you. You can hit that up. Don't forget also, you can hit up my code for Upside and get $5 off your first purchase with, uh, actually, that event is going to last until the day this podcast drops, which is going to be September 5th. So that is the last day to sign up. And if you sign up using my code 5W96S or follow the link on the website, downsouthitpodcast.com forward slash upside. You can go to the link right there. It'll take you to your preferred app store and download it and automatically apply that referral code. And you'll be right there in business and you'll get your five bucks whenever you get your first purchase. Like I said, I don't know exactly what the new promotion is going to be after that, but I'm assuming it's going to be pretty good. They usually do fairly decent as far as promotions go with new signups. So hit that up again, again, downsouthitpodcast.com forward slash upside, or use my referral code 5W96S. And if you listen to this again on the day that this podcast is released, 9-5, the 5th of September of 2023, this is your last day to get that five bucks. And if you have already signed up, don't forget to use the app. Sometimes when you're first getting started, using it and getting into the habit of using it to get some of that money back is a little bit 
you know, you got to be reminded sometimes. So if you have it downloaded, but you haven't used it yet, don't forget it's there in your pocket. Get some money back. It helps out everybody, especially you. <laughs> All right. Now for the fun part. Again, this episode is going to be for budget phones or kind of budget slash mid range phones, you know, 450 bucks or less that you can use for a daily driver or as a first phone for somebody. Now, I did get a few lists from Tom's Guide, Tech Radar, and CNET. And of course, looked at those, and some of those phones were just kind of, eh, okay, whatever, because they technically do that sometimes, but, and came up with my own list. So they are in no particular order. I do have all the links to the devices, the pricing, all of that kind of stuff up on the show prep so you can hit that up on the neat the embedded player on the website down south you can check all of that out now guaranteed pricing that i have on here is going to be of the time of this recording so it may go up it may go down it just kind of depends but that is pricing as of right now and by the way all of these are for brand new phones these aren't refurbished remanufactured secondhand anything like that these are going to be for brand new phones that you can just get from a store or outright uh, granted most of these are going to be on amazon pricing is going to be similar but for the most part it's mostly going to be just best buy that way you can just walk in grab it and walk out so first up in no particular order i do have the motorola 5g edge this one is the 2022 model and comes in at 249.99 and for what you're getting you're actually getting a lot and motorola usually I got a kind of a soft spot for Motorola simply because they they do use somewhat older chipsets and different things like that, but they are starting to kind of get back with the times a little bit. Their updates are nothing special and somewhat sporadic, so you might not see updates, but maybe once a quarter, so once every three months or so. But for the most part, the devices themselves are fairly solid. I've had good luck with mine. The ones that I've used in the past, I've, I have no qualms about going back to a Motorola. If I had to, in case in something happened to my pixel, I would have, you know, no problem going back to a Motorola if I had to, but the Motorola edge is basically kind of Motorola's version of the galaxy S 10. And it comes with a lot of features it actually for the money you're getting pretty good you start off with android 12 i do believe that one will get updated to android 13 whenever that does come out 256 gigs of storage 8 gigs of ram so you got plenty of ram to run whatever you need this one does have expandable storage i would assume up to a terabyte i didn't find any in any documentation but it's there you do get a two and a half gigahertz mediatek 1050 soc with 5G, so you do get the 5G uh, antenna on there and everything. The MediaTeks, I really haven't had a whole lot of problems with them, but I haven't really dealt with them a whole lot either. So the one that I did use that had a MediaTek, it wasn't spectacular, but I mean, it was passable. Uh, I kind of wish Motorola would get with Snapdragon or something along that line, but you know, they use MediaTek simply because they're trying to hit a price point and they'll do the job for the most part with, you know, the little bit of juice that they got. So for that, you do get a 6.6 inch OLED, which is 2400 by 1080 and it's 144 Hertz panel. So you do get the high refresh rate panel with that. 
5,000 milliamp battery with a 30-watt fast charger, so you can charge that whole thing from zero to probably 80 or 90% in about 30 minutes, give or take, with that kind of charging. It is USB Type-C, weighs 6 ounces flat, 32-megapixel front selfie camera with a 50-megapixel rear camera with optical image stabilization, and you do get an ultra-wide camera as well. So you do get a good little bit. Now, the Motorola cameras are a little bit, eh, I mean, they're good if you don't blow them up too much. So, But if you're just taking selfies and just snapping pictures and stuff like that, they're more than adequate. They're not going to, again, once you, if you zoom in or crop them too much, then you're going to start seeing some of the pixelation and things like that. They don't have a whole lot of AI upscaling or, you know, image processing or anything like that built into them. But for the price, you really can't go wrong and everything will be more than adequate to upload to Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or whatever you happen to use. So those cameras will suffice if, you know, you absolutely had to go that route. Next up is the OnePlus Nord N30 5G. This one is $299.99 right now. I was going back and forth between this one and the N20, which is the one that's a little bit less spec than this one. But this one for the price being that is dead even in the price range that I kind of set for myself, I went ahead and went with this one instead. The other one is not bad at all, you know, specs wise. But I would kind of go with, uh, I would tend to go with this one just for the mere fact of it has a little bit longer life. The, the N20 is going to be the older model. So this one is the newer one. So you will get updates a little bit for a little bit longer. This one comes with Android 13 or will, will come with Android 13 and Oxygen OS 13.1, which is their skinned version of Android start off with 128 megabytes of storage 20 128 gigabytes of storage excuse me eight gigs of ram so plenty of ram again expandable storage this one comes with the snapdragon 695 5g soc and it has the 2.2 gigahertz performance cores and 1.7 gigahertz uh, efficiency cores so you will have a very good snappiness out of this one the oxygen os i think i really haven't dealt with it a whole whole lot the little bit I have played with it, it was fairly snappy, but I don't remember if that actually holds up over time or not. You know, that might be one of those things where you kind of have to clear it out every now and again, you know, just so it doesn't start bogging down and things like that. But for the most part, OnePlus phones, I really haven't had anything bad to say about them. I haven't read very bad reviews on any of them. The Nord line of phones is fairly new. It's only been around for a couple of three years. So it might not be one that you're familiar with, but OnePlus has been making phones for a long time, mostly overseas, and they just started coming here uh, fairly recently. And they are kind of making an impact with that Nord line. So if you wanted to give something a try that's not exactly, you know, straight vanilla or Samsung or something like that, if you want to go with something a little bit different, this one would be one to go, go with. It is a 6.72 inch LCD, again, 2400 by 800, 1080 pixels. So you do get that full HD, 5,000 milliamp battery, which kind of seems to be the standard in this price range. USB Type-C charging, 6.8 ounces. So it is a, a little bit heavier, but I do believe this one is has a metal chassis with it instead of the plastic like the Motorola does. So they do save a little bit of weight there. But Nord does use, I think, a magnesium or an aluminum chassis. So that's where you get the weight from. You do get a 16 megapixel front camera, 
108 megapixel rear camera. So you do get kind of that periscope, you know, very zoomable camera. Uh, it also has a two megapixel macro and a two megapixel death camera for that 108 megapixels, just to make sure everything's in focus. Next on the list is the Samsung A54. This one comes in at $449.99. You can get deals on this one. I think every other month Samsung drops a little bit, so you may be able to even get this one for a little bit cheaper. Uh, once you know everything's said and done, just kind of wait if you really need to. It, but Samsungs usually do go on sale pretty often at Best Buy, especially. But being 450, you do get a lot of phone for that price, even though it is kind of at the high end of this list as far as pricing goes. But you get a lot for your money also. Do get Android 13 right out the box, 128 gigs of storage, six gigabytes of RAM. So not exact, not as much RAM as the others. You do get the expandable storage. You get Samsung's Exynos 1380 SOC. Performance cores run at 2.4 gigahertz and two gigahertz for the efficiency cores. So you do get a little bit of a bump there as far as performance goes from like one like say the Nord. But it is a little bit smaller phone too, so you do get that. It is a 6.4 inch Super AMOLED panel, 2340 by 1080, so it is full full HD. It's HDR10 Plus certified, and it's 120 hertz. So you get high refresh rate. You get really good brightness with the HDR certification, and it's an AMOLED, so you get really good deep blacks. So if you watch videos and different things like that on your phone a lot, this one would definitely be one to go with simply because of the AMOLED panel. 5,000 milliamp battery, USB Type-C charging with 25 watt fast charging. It is a little bit heavier than some of the other ones. This one's a 7.13 ounce. You get a 32 megapixel front camera and a 50 megapixel rear with a, you also get a five megapixel macro and a 12 megapixel ultra wide camera on there too. So. A lot of different photo options. Samsungs are very good at taking photos. So if you take a lot of pictures and stuff like that, you really kind of want to go into that route with this one. Samsungs, I, this was not one that I looked at in particular when I was going for my Pixel, but the, the previous one in this generation. I was actually looking at the A53 and A52s before I ended up settling on my Pixel 7. So this was definitely in the running and it was kind of neck and neck. I just decided, you know, I've had pixels in the past and I kind of like them. So I ended up going with the pixel over this one just because I was previously engaged with them. So I know what they were they're about. Not that I have anything against Samsung, but this one definitely was in the running as well. And as far as updates and things, Samsung usually is pretty good. They might not be quite as good as Google itself pushing out updates every month, but they are really good at at least getting everything updated and security updates and things like that. So it, this would be one to look at kind of high on the list, at least in my opinion. If you've had a Samsung in the past or use one now and you just kind of want to get an upgrade, this might be one to go in the store and go play with just to see if you actually do like it. And speaking of that, whenever you are getting a new phone too, that is something that I would suggest doing for everything and everybody. If you see, get, get your list narrowed down to two or three and then go into a store that has the demo set up and go play with them. You know, go take a few pictures of some of the, you know, sales racks and stuff like that. Zoom in on them, see how you like them, crop them, 
you know, do different things like that. You won't necessarily be able to do any like call quality tests or anything like that, but you can see and feel, you know, the fluidity of the screen. If the OS is snappy enough, if the touch is sensitive enough, you know, the, how the camera works, do you like the camera app is, you know, will you be able to use it? Does the selfie camera, is it enough for you? Is it too cloudy? You know, there's a lot of things that you can get and see and feel once you get hands-on with a device that you can't get through a screen or even, you know, if you, you can know all of the stats, but until you actually hold it in your hand, you won't know for sure. So that would be something I would definitely, if you're in the market, please get it narrowed down and then go play on the phones. <laughs> that is the best thing thing I can tell you that is the best advice I can give you I've actually had it happen where one was great on paper but when I went in and played with it in person it was clunky it was slow it was laggy and that completely turned me off and I would not have known that if I didn't go play with it next up on the list is the only iPhone and you probably guessed exactly which one it is because it's the cheapest iPhone that you can get brand new it is the iPhone SE 2022 version it's $404.99 right now, but normal price is $429, give or take. Depends on which week and which day you catch it. Starts off with iOS 15.4, but it can be updated to 16.4, and this model is slated to get the update to iOS 17. So you do have a clear upgrade path as far as iOS goes. It is 64 gigs of RAM for this, uh, 64 gigs of storage for this model. They do have 128 and 256 storage versions, but those are going to be a little bit more pricey depending on which one you get. Obviously, all the different storage versions come with four gigs of RAM, so you don't get any kind of difference there. No expandable storage. You do get the a Apple A15 Bionic SoC. These do run a lot faster than <laughs> most of the other chips on this list with the performance cores running at 3.22 gigahertz and the efficiency cores running at 1.82 gigahertz. You do get the 4.7 inch Retina IPS LCD. So that one runs at 1334 by 750. So you do get a HD panel, but it's not a full HD panel. But being that it's the Retina IPS, you do get a, a very good refresh rate and very good and vivid colors. 2018 milliamp battery, which isn't much, but whenever you're pushing Apple hardware and that A15 Bionic chip doesn't exactly yank a whole lot of power. So that one will get you through a full day. Use a lightning cable for charging and it can do 20 watt uh, fast charging capable. 5.08 ounces so it is a little on the heavy side considering the size but it is an aluminum chassis also with glass 7 megapixel front camera 12 megapixel rear camera with optical image stabilization which has pretty much been the standard for the se iphone models pretty much since they came out so the camera setup and everything is going to be about the same apple's ai upscaling and camera software are second to none on probably only the pixel line has better camera software so you're going to get great pictures you're going to get decent battery life from that and you're going to get a clear upgrade path and something that will hold its value because it is an iphone and let's 
I can be the first one to say it. iPhones tend to hold their value. So even if you do get rid of it in a year or two, you can probably sell it for damn near what you paid for it. Maybe a little less, but they tend to hold their value. So with iPhones, you know what you're getting. And with this one, you just happen to get it in a little bit smaller and a little bit cheaper package. Now, last on the list is a, the Pixel 7a, which runs at $499.99. I know that's a little bit more than my $450 price tag that I put on there, but you can get these on deal, I think, directly from Google for $450. So that just happens to be the pricing at Best Buy right now. They do do specials on these every once and again. So it does come down to that $450 mark. And besides that, I have an ace in the hole with the honorable mentions I'm going to talk about here in a minute. Anyway, so here we are. Anyway, seven, Pixel 7a, you do get Android 13 out the box, 128 gigs of storage, 8 gigabytes of RAM, no expandable storage, unfortunately. You do get Google's Tensor G2 SoC. That one runs performance cores, 2.85 gigahertz, efficiency cores at 2.35 so that the efficiency cores do run a little bit higher than some of the others on this list, but the performance cores are a little bit lacking as far as that goes. But the G2 is not made for merely performance. It's a lot of AI stuff and does a lot of things in the background that it most of the other chips chipsets don't do. So I'll give them a pass on that. It is a 6.1 inch OLED, 1080 by 2400 pixels. You get a 90, 90 hertz refresh rate and it's HDR certified. So you do get a really good bright screen. And with the OLED, you get the good blacks. 4,385 milliamp battery. So you do get a decent sized battery. USB Type-C charging with 18 watt fast charge. That's the same one as in my Pixel 7, which isn't, isn't bad. I mean, it, it charges pretty quick. Uh, I'll give it, if I have it on my, my fast charger, it's... Eh, if I go from, you know, 30 or 40%, it'll get up to 80 in about maybe an hour, you know? So, I mean, it goes, it goes pretty fast. It really does. It's 6.84 ounces. So not, not terribly heavy for the size, 13 megapixel front wide angle camera, 64 megapixel rear camera, and a 13 megapixel ultra wide camera with optical image stabilization. Now this camera setup is different than some of the other ones. The ones that were in most of the Pixels previous, except uh, all the way up from the Pixel 2 all the way to the Pixel 6a, were the same exact sensors. Those were the one, the old Sony sensors that they just decided not to go against because they worked. And really and truly, this is the updated version of that, and these are the newer Sony sensors. So the pictures on these are really good. I have no complaints about my Pixel 7. Pictures come out great. You get night sight, all of those different uh, little add-ons and things like that. The AI upscaling and the camera software for the Pixel line is pretty much the best you can get. So even at that price point, you're still getting really, really good photos. Uh, I do believe they do have a update, well, not an update, but a deal going on with a Google One subscription. And you get, I think, 500 gigabytes of cloud storage for photos and stuff like that for like a dollar. It's something along that line. They stopped, they didn't grandfather these in with the other ones. And I think they just got rid of Pixel Pass for something else. That was a different story. But for the most part, you have your 15 gigs of storage. You don't get 
the unlimited storage that you used to get with the Pixel 4s. The I think they stopped doing that at the 5 or the 6 level where you could cut down the actual and get unlimited cloud storage, which I kind of missed that, but I really haven't had a problem with it so far. And I've just got the regular Google account. I don't pay for any extra storage or anything like that. And mine really hasn't jumped very much at all. So, but I don't take a whole lot of pictures either. I take a decent bit, but not, not terribly many. So most of them are of Bubba, the cat. And that kind of is what hits my feed most of the time when memories pop up. It's pictures of the cat. So eh, it is what it is. Your mileage may vary on that, but again, like I said, double check on that whenever you do get the phone. I do believe there is somewhat of a deal if you do switch to a Pixel and start doing the cloud storage. So just kind of look into that as you're going. Now, that is the full list, but I do have some honorable mentions of some ones that are decent enough, but I didn't really want to put them on the list itself. And for those, I'm going to start off and we're going to do these kind of quick. Moto G Stylus 2023, uh, 256 gig edition. This is $399.99. This one is Motorola's version of the Galaxy Note. So it does have the stylus and everything like that, just like the, the Note had. So if you miss your Galaxy Note and want something very similar, this will be the one to go to. Comes with Android 13, 256 gigs of storage, 6 gigs of RAM, which I kind of wish they would have did 8, but you know, it is what it is. You do get expandable storage with this one. You get a Snapdragon uh, 6 Gen 1 SoC. It's a 6.6 inch LCD panel with a 20, 120 hertz, so you do get the high refresh rate. It's 2400 by 1080, so you do get the full, full HD on that. 5000 milliamp battery, USB Type-C charging. It is kind of a hefty boy at 7.13 ounces. 16 megapixel front camera, 50 megapixel rear, and an 8 megapixel ultra wide camera. Now, if you like the Note or the idea of the Moto G stylus but don't want to spend 400, they do have one with 64 gigs of storage instead, instead of the 256. And it's pretty much the same thing as the 256 gig model, except it uses the Helio G85 SoC and it only has 4 gigs of RAM. So you may see a little bit of stuttering with that. I did throw it in here just because it is 200 bucks. So if you kind of like the idea of the note, but you know, you want to take a little bit of performance cut, that's going to be it. Otherwise it's basically the same, same camera setup, same, same size, the whole nine. So it is just the SOC and the Ram that's really different. But like I said, it's up to you. However you want to do it. And last on the list for honorable mentions is the pixel six a, which you can get for three forty nine ninety nine right now. They did discontinue these, so they are kind of on the way out. You have to find them as you can. They did have a lot of problems with the 6A whenever it actually launched, but most of those have been fixed in software, so you should, shouldn't should have any really qualms about getting the 6A now. Uh, as long as everything's updated, you should be fine. Starts off with Android 13, 128 gigs of storage, 6 gigs of RAM, no expandable storage. You get Google's first-gen Tensor SoC. That one runs at 2.8 gigahertz and 1.8 gigahertz for the efficiency cores. It's a 6.1-inch OLED, so you do get that good deep black uh, screen from it. 2400 by 1080 with HDR certification, so you should be watching videos and stuff on that is really good. It, I believe that's the same panel that's on my Pixel 7, and I love it. I really have no problems with it at all. 
does come with a 4410 milliamp battery but with these even though it is a little bit smaller battery you're not doing too much because it's such a plain version of android there's nothing really running on top of it so it's it, it actually runs very very well usb type c charging 18 18 watt fast charging again 6.28 ounces so it's a little bit on the lighter side 8 megapixel front camera 12.2 megapixel rear and a 12 megapixel ultra wide camera with optical image stabilization that is the same camera setup as the ones from the pixel 2 so if you've seen any of the other pixel cameras and you like the way the photos come out and everything you have the google software on this backed with those older sensors there's nothing wrong with those owl the sensors on those are great take great pictures and the upscaling and everything that google does is like i said second to none so even if you're a little bit of a shutter bug this one definitely will not disappoint so there you have it that is the list with the honorable mentions which i probably could have added at least another three or four <laughs> phones on this list to be honest but i wanted to try to keep this at least within 30 minutes but you know at least at least that'll give you something to go on if you are in the market for a phone or you have like i said a kid that's kind of at that age where they're they're about to get one for their first one so these would definitely be all all good options there are other options that are a little bit cheaper if you want to look in the secondhand market but with that you do kind of want to look at guarantees and different things like that so just keep that in mind but this list is a good place to start Again, it's going to all be up on the show prep, downsouthitpodcast.com. Look for the show prep link right under the embedded player on the homepage. Everything will be right there, including links, pricing, the whole nine. You can get to it, do whatever you got to do. It'll be there for you. I'll go ahead and end it here like I always do. Paraphrase from Albert Hubbard. Technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for joining me. Don't forget, hit up the website, downsouthitpodcast.com forward slash listen to find the podcast forward slash upside to get you five bucks off. And if you haven't yet, start using the app. Start using the Upside app. Save some money. I'll catch you on the next episode of the Down South IT Podcast. Later. Later.